He just when he gets somebody on here that's smarter than me, he wants to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be jealous, Curtis. I still love you. you could Hi, and welcome to Backup Central's Restore It All podcast. I'm your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup. And I am hoping that when I greet him, he will say, Hi, Prasanna Maliandi. <laughs> Hi, Curtis. <laughs> Hi. How's it going over there? I am on my first cup of tea, so I'm good to go. You know, these, I know these, I gotta rub it in. You know, because yeah, I know these, you. It sounds like you have not had your first cup of coffee yet. Yeah, I haven't because we're doing another, you know, uh, early morning uh, podcast so that we can have another friend from what I will now call Europe and the UK. So our guest has been on the podcast before. He has been on. I think the last time he was on, it was it was with what we call the Chris's. He's a longtime industry veteran and blogger, and he is also the host of the Storage Unpacked podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Chris Evans. Thank you, Curtis, and uh, good to talk to you, Persona. How are you doing, guys? Good. How are you, Chris? It's been a while. I was just telling Curtis, I'm like, I miss Chris and Chris. We haven't talked to them in a while. Well, I'm, I'm probably doing better than you because I've had quite a few coffees already today. So, And I think yeah. perhaps we should get Curtis some sort of automated coffee machine that he can set for about half an hour before he podcasts so it's all there ready to go and then all he has to do is just pick it up because it seems to be a problem to get out of bed that extra extra half an hour early (laughs) just like a nerd to think that uh technology can solve every problem (laughs) (laughs) absolutely yeah i I could i could get out of bed early of course but you know this is already early enough for me and I, yeah, it's 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 just funny. Like I never I never think about that coffee issue until I'm actually sitting here recording, and I'm like, oh right, yeah, I don't have any coffee. So I have a question for you, Curtis. Mm-hmm. How long after you wake up and after you've had your first cup of coffee before you get like fully into the Curtis mode? I I don't feel I have that sort of you know like transformation per se, but <laughs> I'm not really a morning person, right? So. In fact, there is another uh, Druva employee. By the way, I'll throw out our our uh, disclaimer. But Persona and I do both work for Druva, but this is not a Druva podcast. The opinions that you hear are our own. There's another Druva employee that I talk to on a regular basis who has two little girls. They've talked to me a few times in the morning, and I'm grumpy. And so my official nickname forever is Grumpy Curtis. We just call you Curtis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, I just don't think that's fair. <laughs> Sometimes, Chris, I talk to you over Twitter uh, early in the morning for yeah. your time. Uh, you know, I'm I'm often up late, you know, and you are tweeting about something. And, and that happened the other day where I saw you. You, you said something like, I, I can't believe we're still talking about snapshots as backups. Yeah, it was something like that. I think it, what, what had triggered it is I've been looking and doing a bit of research into the public cloud environments and how they do backup and what features they offer within their services. And 
I saw then um, an offering from HPE, which is using their cloud volume service to do backups that looked like it was based off snapshots. And it just surprised me that in, what are we now, 2020, that we're still relying or even going back towards using snapshots as a basis for um, protecting data, when really we sort of moved away from that to a certain degree. And snapshots, I'm not saying they're bad, but they do have a place. But they seem to be coming back as the de facto standard in the cloud for taking data out of your application. I would agree with that. Um, but they, they definitely have come back as the de facto standard, right? So first off, let's just talk about my main frustration here. I can only get I can only get frustrated at at so many things at a time. <laughs> my my first problem is that we're calling these things snapshots because to me a snapshot is what you do. Uh, I, I'm going to say on a NetApp because they were the ones that really, uh, I think, popularized this idea, which is a virtual copy of a volume that if the volume dies, if you, know, if you, if you have a double disk failure or triple disk failure and that volume uh, fails, the snapshot is as worthless as that volume because it is a virtual copy. And, I, and while I definitely want to have this discussion about your concern, I just wanted to make sure that anyone listening knows that when we talk about cloud snapshots, uh, at least any of the ones that I know of, at least we're not talking about that problem. Does that seem fair? Yeah. So let's just qualify that sort of style of snapshot on the storage array. I think the reason that we think of that as a snapshot and the way that that was originally implemented was that, however, what I was just going to say was that when you look at the way that that snapshot is implemented, all of the blocks of data are still stored within the same physical um, in appliance or you know volume right. or whatever and the benefit of that is that when you want to restore from that snapshot or use that snapshot it's a metadata change just to bring it back so you're not right. physically copying data from somewhere else you just press a button the metadata is is changed and voila you've got the access to your snapshot or you've restored the snapshot and you're talking about the cloud version of that shall we say where what they're actually doing is they're pushing those blocks of data those change blocks of data to another platform typically s3 if you're in amazon and then they'll reconstitute that data back if you really wanted to bring it back. So you don't get the time capability. It's on a different platform. So it's not it's not snapshot in the sense of uh, a traditional snapshot. The funny thing is the other term that I would use for that would be an image copy. But the funny thing, image is just another word for snapshot. But I just want, <laughs> yeah. I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page, that when we say snapshot in the cloud, we mean essentially volume copies, not the same thing as a NetApp style snapshot. But if I took a snapshot on one system and replicated that snapshot to a different system, would that, I understand that it's still a snapshot and that first one was taken on the same system and could still have the same failure scenarios. But if I replicated it to a different system, would that change your definition of storage array snapshot or... Okay, I think it probably wouldn't. And the reason I'd say that is because if I moved it to another platform, so say I had two NetApp volumes, so a platform sitting there, mm -hmm. and I can do um, snap, snap mirror. mirror of a snapshot, mm -hmm. and then I could do an archive of that snapshot into the second device, and you know what the second one could just be an archive of snapshots over time. Um, the, the, the scenario there is it's exactly the same technology in both source and target to be able to 
access that data. So it's not like I've changed the model about how I access that data or how I store it or how I even I restore from it. It's still metadata pointers pointing to the same blocks of data in a, in a physical infrastructure that looks pretty much like the, the primary source. Gotcha. So any bug in software, et cetera, could corrupt both sides. And because they are the oh, same yeah. platforms running typically similar-ish versions, then they're still not protected enough. And they're certainly not protected enough unless you then do something with that snapshot, which I guess we'll come on and talk about at some point. Right. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, persona, my answer I think would be a little bit different. I'm, I'm happier, right. If it's a virtual snapshot just on the same array and, you know, in the case of NetApp, the snapshots actually in the same volume, different vendors do it differently. But uh, if it's a virtual snapshot and, and really the, the, the thing is if the original volume goes away and the data goes away, then that, really is not a backup. It's a, it's a convenience copy. It's kind of like what we've talked about, about other things where I use that term. Um, if you do replicate it to another um, uh, another uh, filer in this case, I, I'm, ha- I'm much happier, right? It, because at least you're protecting from uh, device failure of that original volume. We still have many of the other concerns. And I've always been one of the people that said, that uh, you know, you can replicate all the you know NetApp snapshots you want. At the end, I want that uh, that copy to change form in some way, right? I want to protect against that rolling code failure that you talked about. Before we move on, can I ask one more question about this? So, sure. just to that next level, Chris. Now, if I took that snapshot mm-hmm. and moved it to a different system, completely different operating system, but it was still a s- copy of that LUN, I guess in the terms Curtis or copy of that snapshot in the terms Curtis was using sort of an image copy of the data that was sitting there. Would that then be acceptable? Um, I wouldn't have a problem with that. And I think we need to separate the the difference between the idea of using the data within a snapshot and the process of taking a snapshot and how it's actually stored within the platform. So all of the stuff we talked about so far, Curtis has described the challenges with using a snapshot that sits on the same physical infrastructure as the source data and potentially shares that source data. And therefore, if you lose or that original source data, metadata, physical appliance gets damaged, you potentially lose your so-called backup. You're you're lost. If you move it to another platform, great. You know, at least you've you've put it somewhere else, and it might be protected in a different format, and therefore there might be an air gap, and there might be more um, protection over that. The challenge then becomes the question about whether taking a snapshot is the right way to take application backups when there are other ways of doing it, because you don't necessarily guarantee you're going to be able to restore easily from that copy. Yeah, and I think this this is really the heart of what. I think uh, got your dander, mm. uh, and and there were there were other people that were replying. There were quite a few. It's always nice when you see a a Twitter, you know, a relatively. I, I think it was a relatively uh, what what do you call it a civil yeah it was, Twitter yeah. discourse over it would it, it it went over a, a, at least a day yeah uh, thanks to time zones right absolutely um, you you would wake up and then you'd find that there were eight or nine replies <laughs> to, your, yep. to your tweet. And you've got lots of um, threads. You've got to try and work out which one's replying to whom and on which thread, which can always be fun. Yeah. not That's definitely easier on Facebook, but not as easy on Twitter, especially since the API that I use, which is TweetDeck, when I reply, it replies to everyone that was on the thread, right? I can't, 
unless I manually uh, add the reply, it doesn't. It just makes it easy to reply to all, which makes it really difficult to figure out who replied to whom. Yeah. Um. So it sounds like your concern is is not as much about the stuff we we just finished talking about, and more about this concern that you are more concerned about the data, in this case, application data, you know, that we've made some advancements in how we protect applications yeah. and you're concerned that this is sort of doing away with those advancements. Does that yes. seem fair? Yeah, absolutely. So snapshots themselves have got their place clearly. We, we all agree that and we all know as long as we understand the limitations of how they're taken, like we've just discussed, that's great. The problem I have is that when we take, say, a volume snapshot, and, and I would say that there were there are two types I would say that you, you you typically see. If you look at the NetApp environment, it's a snapshot of a volume that's got a file system already on it because the NetApp platform already pr- provides that to you. Or it could be a snapshot of a LUN, which in which case it's a volume onto which the application and the operating system to which that volume is presented is actually mounting the file system. So one's a LUN copy, one's a, a, a file system copy. In both cases, you are tied to the... Um, characteristics of that platform. So, for instance, if you're if you're looking at a LUN and it's a six terabyte LUN or a hundred gig LUN or whatever it happens to be, if you snapshot that and move that away, you're now um, in a position where if you want to do anything with that, you either have to crack that data open, or if you want to restore it, you have to restore it in its entirety, or you have to take the risk that you're you're not going to get a consistent file system on there when you take a snapshot and add other pieces around to try and make that work. And in reality, in reality, you're still focused on the fact that it's a volume, it's a LUN, and you're not focused on taking a copy of the data. Well, let me, I'll, I'll argue only with one part of that, and that is this idea that you can't restore part. So, for example, AWS snapshots, I know at least, I know that we're able to do file level recovery from a, like an EC2 snapshot, right? But I know that the customers, they don't have to, restore a full volume they can pull file level data out of a snapshot but it it must be because we're doing additional work on it afterwards right i would imagine that you're mounting it either at the time of restore yourself in which case you're mounting it and then allowing access to the individual content that you need or if you could be doing something where you take it apart beforehand but that would seem like a lot of work if you've no idea you're ever going to restore that data chris going to your comment though about um, you only end up with it either being a, for the LUN level, right? Either cracking it open or mm-hmm. restoring the full. Would you then say that VMware image-based backup falls under that same sort of category? Where... To a degree. To a degree um, but obviously some vendors have come along and, and spent time trying to work out how to unpick the file system on, a, on the platform. But the trouble with that is it gets it gets really complicated, doesn't it? Because you then have to have a degree of understanding how the application is constructed. So if you've got a VM that's got multiple LUNs on there, some of which have got data on, some of which have got maybe the operating system on there, you've got to sort of know how that's configured in order to to get to get that data off, and that makes it that much more complicated. My answer, if you asked me that question, Prasanna, my answer would be absolutely. I from a from a even though technologically underneath they're all the same. To me, a essentially a, a backup of, of a set of VMDKs for a VMware VM or a Hyper-V VM or, or you know any VM 
it's really the same kind of thing that what you have is a a volume copy. Now it's like a container, right? Yeah. So, well, don't use that Sorry. word because that means something. Sorry. <laughs> that means something yeah, it doesn't help yeah. anymore, does it? Sorry. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're, all these words are used Damn for it. other things. <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, yeah, I don't I don't have a uh, I don't have a better word for that. But yeah, th- this idea that you have a blob of data that that name. Dang it! That name is also used for something. Yep. You have a collection of data that is tied to the original thing for which that was created, right? So a VMDK without VMware and without some magic isn't helpful. Um, a An EC2 snapshot without some magic isn't helpful outside of EC2. A NetApp snapshot without a NetApp is essentially relatively useless, right? What matters, which I think you've hinted at, uh, Chris, is we we need to, in order to make you happier, we would need to do some kind of conversion. Like I talked about like the file level stuff that we are apparently doing. You mentioned that some VMware backup vendors have figured out how to crack that file uh, and, and get to the data without having being tied to VMware. Uh, so if, if we do that, would that make things better? Yeah, let me give you an example. And I think then, because I, I mostly was talking about the cloud initially as, as part of this. But let me give you an example. If you look at, say, AWS Backup, it allows you to take backups of um, running instances of RDS volumes and so on, or, or at least RDS instances, database instances. But when you back up RDS, it backs up the entire instance, which could be multiple databases. And you can only restore an entire database. And when you restore it, you restore it into a new instance, which you then take the data out of. Now, that immediately tells me that they're backing up using a snapshot. So I'm immediately cautious about whether, A, that's a good method, because I now can't get my data out of that platform because there's no API to access that data from a backup perspective out of RDS. And it also makes me slightly nervous that if I've got a one terabyte um, database instance and I've got a 100 meg database that I need to restore, I'm now going to spend a lot of money and time and effort, possibly not meeting my SLA by restoring an entire terabyte for that 100 mega out of it. And I'd much prefer to have an API. And that's the bit I think that doesn't exist. Yeah. And I think, though, for RDS, there is, and this may not solve your problem, there is the export to S3 functionality where they will let you do almost a dump. Right. Right. But that, I mean, you could, like, you, could, yeah. you could do a single dump anyway, couldn't you? Let's face it. There's, That's there's, true. <laughs> there's, um, there's tools to do um, yeah. um, migrations anyway. So you could you could implement backup in oh. a different way. But it's but it's not as, as we move to more PaaS type applications like that, where clearly people like Amazon and uh, Microsoft want to offer you something like a database or any of those sort of platforms, structured data, say, where they are going to manage it all behind the scenes for you, and all you've got is an API that allows you to access the data in and out. Why not give you an API that allows you to protect that data at the same time yeah. without it having to be the underlying physical infrastructure that it falls back to every time? Could yeah. could we could we say then that it's up to us to push the vendors like Amazon, Microsoft, etc., for these managed services to provide more? Um, extensive APIs that we had traditionally known for backing up on-premises applications, that they're not doing a good enough job? 
I think they're not doing a good enough job. I think at this point, I, I mean, some of the services don't even have any real backup at all. Microsoft is woefully short in the way it does its backup. Amazon's a lot better. They've now got a backup service, so they've built in all the policy, all the sort of features you'd want in a backup service that actually automates and makes sure you are backing up. But the method it's backing up and the way that you get the data back is absolutely locked into that platform. And you can't do anything. You can't easily take it out of Amazon. Now, that might be by design. That might be their desire to keep you on the platform. But it isn't really particularly very friendly. Yeah. Can I add? Well, they, they have... They they have no incentive to create it. Just like th- this is uh, all of these. These are this is like everything is old. Yeah, it's age everything, old, right? <laughs> everything old is new again. There we go. Uh, you know, this is a problem that we had with backup vendors back in the day. That you know, Veritas had zero incentive to make uh, a backup that you could restore with TSM or Networker, right? Yeah. This is an age-old problem, right? It's and, and, and AWS has no incentive. In fact, they they give you real financial incentives to not take data out of Amazon, <laughs> right? To very be they call them egress charges, right? Mm. Um, and, and so, you know, that's that is life in the cloud, I suppose. Can you well, play? Oh, go ahead, Chris. I was just going to say it is it is and it isn't because in some respects. You know, you want that flexibility to be able to say you put your application where you want it to be. And just like the on-premises vendors where we used to fall out with them and we'd say, oh, you know, I don't want to go EMC anymore because, you know, they're not giving the right deal. At some point, we're going to get to that level of maturity with the cloud providers where we say, do you know what? My next set of applications are not going to be in Amazon. They're going to be somewhere else because Microsoft gave me a great deal. And then and then what do you do about all of that um, backup data that's like six, eight, 12 months, two years old that you might need to restore from in the future if you move that app to another cloud? You now can't rec- restore that that data into that other cloud very easily, and you certainly can't move all your backups. So now you're locked in, um, and you're locked in in such a way that you have to keep with that platform until those backups expire. And now you can't do what you might normally want to do where you keep long-term retention of backups. So really you need your backup to be outside of the platform altogether. And this is specifically around those managed services, right, Chris, just to be clear? It's as, it's as much about the managed services as it is about data that's locked into a, a, a virtual instance. Well, sure. Or yeah, like EC2 like and ABS. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so uh, there's a couple things in there. Um, so I agree and disagree. And by, by the way, I'm just going to I'm I'm make a, a, a related statement. So as somebody who's spent more than 25 years trying to help people figure out how to do backups, if the infrastructure vendors would quit changing how we do infrastructure, maybe we could figure backup out. Absolutely. You know, now containers are new to the thing, and that's gonna that's breaking backup in a whole other level, right? Yeah, that's another. That's a whole conversation for another day. That's <laughs> yeah. When I listened to you, there there were a couple of things in there. One was about this issue of being tied to the platform for for a long period of time, and I'm going to go back and harp on one of my <laughs> uh, hobby horses, and that is that is not what backup is for. If your backups um, are something that you're relying on for years. In most cases, that is not what backup is designed to do. Back, that is what archive is designed to do. And archive should have should be more platform independent, like what you're talking about. But you, but you and I know that people never spend the money to build a proper archive for their applications, and they. I know. I absolutely know that. But I'm also saying it. 
it's not fair to take a backup tool, use it as another tool, and then complain it doesn't behave like that other tool. That's all, that's I guess that's what I'm saying. Does that does that make sense? That is a fair point. Yeah, absolutely. I don't disagree with that at all. But I think the reality is that people end up retaining backups for for long periods of time for whatever reason, even though that might not be the right way to do it. And as a result, they end up with um, a problem they've got to fix later. Yeah, it is true. I I will just say this, Chris. When when you talked about um, you're tied to that platform, I don't think you're tied in in the case of like if you if you have a, a few years of backups in Amazon, you're not forever tied to use Amazon the platform for your infrastructure. You could indeed move your infrastructure over to let's say Azure and leave just your backups. You, you don't have to keep your infrastructure over there to keep your backups over there. And, no. and you could, no, but and you, still, and you could to... only use it if you, if you had to restore, you would have to pay for those bytes to stay there, yeah. but you, you don't have to keep your infrastructure. So it's not like you're tied that way. Does no, that seem fair? That, that is, that is true. Um, and obviously if you've, for instance, moved all your virtual instances and your RDS instances somewhere else, and you've got rid of all of your, um, frontline applications and all you've got now is images sitting in S3, you're still going to maintain some sort of level of documentation that tells you how to go and find that stuff in the future. So you are still sort of um, on the hook to try and have some connection to that environment in order to be able to to bring that stuff back. But that wouldn't be any different than like switching on-premises backup vendors, correct? Where you have old backups in the old backup catalog versus new backups in the other vendor's catalog. To some extent, but there are tools that will allow you to convert backups between vendors. They're not great, Mm. but you could do it. There, you know, there are solutions that would let you do that. Um, IBM bought one out called, uh, you, you must remember, Butterfly Software mm-hmm. in the UK. Um, that certainly let you do that. But yes, in general, you w- you possibly wouldn't do that, and it would be the same as being stuck with on-prem. The difference is, I guess, that if you've got backups that are legacy in your environment sitting in your on-premises data center, you can choose to just leave those tapes there or that disk there, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really cost you that much. There's no, you know, the, the cost is already sunk. You might already have paid a license for the software, and then it's your choice about whether you pay maintenance on that environment going forward. You can even convert that to an on-premises VM, which you don't even sp- you leave spun down yeah. unless you have to re- restore that data. So your, your ongoing cost is a fraction of what it would be if you were trying to maintain something in the cloud where you'd still have that ongoing OPEX cost. True. Oh, I completely agree with you there, Chris. Yeah. The model does shift when you look at the cloud. The second question I was going to ask or bring up is... I know we've been talking about snapshots, and sorry, I know this was supposed to be a topic about snapshots, uh, but he just when he gets somebody on here that's smarter than me, he wants to talk to them. <laughs> I, don't be jealous, <laughs> Curtis. I still love you. <laughs> just but, just wait till you've had a bit more coffee; you'll be more intelligent. <laughs> oh, it would be true. But would you say that this is no different than like a database backup where you're kind of locked into the Oracle backup format and you can't switch to, say, Microsoft SQL? Ooh, yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, I guess to a certain degree you possibly are. Um, but again, there are migration tools, aren't there, to allow you to move between different um, uh, cl- but, different. But not with blades. the backup. But not with the backup. No, absolutely not with the backup. So the, this, is, this, is a, this is yet another version of an age-old problem, right? Yeah. 
backup has always tied you to something. You're always tied to, you know, either the backup vendor or the backup format, right? The RMAN, you know, the backup format of yeah. of an Oracle database, and not just RMAN, but RMAN has two different ways to backup Oracle, right? You can do the, the persona. Help me out here. It's um, you could do SBT or you could do image copy. Yeah, there we go. Image copy is the so image copy is kind of the database equivalent of a LUN backup. Yep. Yep. Because you're doing the data file backups. Yep. But the point is you're, you've always been tied to the format and I don't disagree with this as a, that this is a problem, Chris. So in some sense, this is, this is the fault, although, you know, I don't know if that's the right word. This is the fault of the infrastructure provider. If they don't provide that tool, uh, then it's not possible to do anything other than these LUN snapshots, right? Um, I, I do agree, by the way, going back a few minutes ago when you said something about, you know, this, the, the way you back up RDS suggests that this is essentially a LUN copy or a snapshot. Mm-hmm. And I would agree I, because it, essentially it, it creates a snapshot of that volume and puts it in S3. Let me, let me, um, let me give an opinion on that, uh, a generally a cloud opinion. And that's to sort of look at cloud as to how we were expected to use it. And initially we we were expected to think of it as a service where each of the pieces underneath it would be something that we wouldn't really have any understanding either a need to understand or even the ability to understand how the vendor had implemented it now that meant they could optimize they could put different technology in there they could implement the service in a different way but what we would get was an api which allowed us to spin up a, a vm for instance or you know or create a database so as we have consumed cloud in this abstracted way it would be nice to think that they would put in facilities to allow us to get to things like our data without having to be concerned about how the infrastructure was implemented it would be nice for us to have got past that point but i don't really think we have and that that's probably my biggest annoyance yeah that you know this is one of my age-old problems backup backup is, has never led any technology <laughs> right no no one has ever said here's this new awesome database product that is really easy to back up it's never the first thing that anybody works on um at least i'll i'll just say this um i think i think you make some valid concerns about um you know, you, you, you first you talked about platform independence, right? That that because you do backups in say Amazon, um, you can't easily move to Azure, and and I would just say that is not backups' fault. Um, you know, this is this has never been a problem that backup has been supposed to solve. Uh, I don't think that came out in English, but I, I think you, I think you're trying. I think you know what I was trying to say, right? We okay. we never asked backup to solve this problem before. Um, even even going all the way back to the my very beginnings of backups, when I was taking, um, you know, when I was doing dumps of AT and T three B twos to Quick eighty, which was QIC eighty tape drives, which held eighty megabytes of data. They were dumps. Dumps are file system dependent backups, right? Um, we didn't ask those to be able to restore over to the Ultric systems over in the other rack. We, we didn't ask backup to do that. Um, we didn't ask the Oracle backups that I made back in the, you know, the 90s to be able to restore to the Informix databases that I had. I, I guess this has just never been 
migrating between platforms has never been something that we've historically required backups to do. And so I guess while it's a valid complaint, um, I, I just I just don't know if it's if this is something if this is our problem to solve. I, th- there are tools that will allow you to migrate between platforms. I don't know it's just it's, it's just a thought. Okay, well, I, you're doing a great job of defending backup and backup vendors' lack of forethought and foresight, perhaps. You know, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, well, I wasn't always a backup vendor. I've only been a backup vendor for a couple of years. but No, that's true. But I, I, I entirely agree with what you're saying. I guess my comment would be that I believe you should be taking a bit more care about thinking about your own infrastructure. So as you decide you're going to go to the cloud, you need to be asking questions like, will I be living in one cloud forever? If I'm not going to live in one cloud forever, I might be moving around. I need to think about where my data might bit live long term and how I'm going to get it back and how I'm going to recover it. You, you need to put some thought into it and maybe no plug, for, well, a plug for you in some respects. Maybe what I need is an independent um, backup solution so that I'm not tied to a platform. But just think about it. Just don't just go in and go, oh, yeah, it's fine. Those snapshots will do the job. I'll just leave it in there and that'll be that. Maybe I sounded defensive or whatever, but... I just want to remember what backups are supposed to be for. And while I'm not against adding functionality that would make backups more portable, uh, I was always a huge proponent back in the day. There was something called the System Independent Data Format, which was something, SIDF, which was a, a format that was designed, if all the if all the backup vendors would have gone to it, then we could have gone, uh, you know, between backup vendors. I, I was a fan of that format. I don't have any problem with portability now. My concern would be backup has many purposes from disaster recovery, quick application recovery, all of these things. As long as those are forefront, those are the real reason a backup exists. If we also want to do other things with backups, that's great. But just realize that, at least my opinion is, they're secondary to that initial purpose of backup. Does that seem fair? Yeah, absolutely. That seems totally fair. It's interesting where we started this conversation because I had a very different idea of where this conversation was going to go. Like We've talked about so many different things beyond just snapshots, right? I think we were focused on the how rather than what is the problem that we were looking to solve, right? And I think, Chris, you articulated, right? It's um, making sure that it is something I can take from one place to another, something that provides me those capabilities that I need from a restore perspective where maybe, hey, snapshots aren't the right thing to use. Did I capture that right? Yeah. Ultimately, I think I'd like my um, backup data to, to be as portable as my primary data so that if I need to move platforms and I want to be more dynamic in my application deployment, I have the option to do that. And if that means I have to think about more logical archiving and making backups more short-term in terms of actually just being a recovery point, then I should be looking at that too. But I just would like to have more portability between um, platforms. More portability and also options, right? Because right now, like like you said, right, if you're using RDS, you may only have snapshots as your only option, right? And everything else, you kind of have to roll your own. You do. And I'd, an API for backup for every different application that's in the cloud, that's a PaaS, would be probably the ultimate solution. I and mean, I don't think we're going to get there for a long time, but that would be the nicest way to have achieved that. This, again, goes back to what you're trying to accomplish, right? So if, for example, with RDS, provided two APIs, one API that does what it does today, 
and then another API that provides you a stream from, let's just say, Rman, right? So, the I, you know, because I'm concerned more with the front end um, issue, I would use the first because the recovery speed and flexibility of a you know a snapshot based type recovery is much better than anything that you can get with an rman stream but an rman stream could be more portable but so so at, at a minimum you would have to do both which is another problem right so now if you want to do that and and a this is a lot of ifs if you know, our, our, if RDS provided both tools and if vendors supported both tools, you would have to run both backups and incur the costs of both backups uh, in order to uh, get what you what you wanted. Absolutely. But th- but that's similar to, to what I said about RDS, where it appears to be a snapshot backup that backups an entire instance. And if you've got an instance that's got many databases on there, then you have to restore the entire instance and then pay, take out the data you want currently in the cloud. Um, by having to restore a huge um, instance for, for a small amount of data, you are potentially incurring additional cost and time and effort. So wouldn't it be nice if the vendor had an API where you just said what you wanted and it brought it back and there was an SLA about how quickly that could be achieved? So you didn't have to start thinking about the underlying implementation on the infrastructure to have to think about having two different ways of backup in order to make sure you could either get your back your data back quickly or your data back uh, accurately. So, yeah. So I would say that doing just instance level protection, which most of these vendors seem to provide, is not good enough, right? Because there are those recovery use cases, like you mentioned, Chris, where doing it at an instance, because I totally get that that's probably what they have access that they understand and they can take a snapshot quickly, but the recovery flows aren't there based on that. So being able to do those granular level recoveries become critical as well. Even if it is a stream, like I know, for instance, RDS, when you're using their automated backups, do snapshots, and then they do, I think every five minutes, they do log backups for RDS MySQL, right? And then they can let you restore to any point in time you want, rather than those fixed point in times with snapshots. So it sounds like there there are ways around some of these limitations that you have that backup vendors can do additional things. It sounds like we can also push the infrastructure vendors to provide additional tools. I just know that historically um, that infrastructure vendors, backup vendors, they're not strongly incentivized enough to provide tools that make it easier to leave their platform. I mean, it's just, that's business, right? And what you want, Chris, what you want is a tool that I'm on Amazon and I'm running RDS and I'm running Postgres. And you want me to be able to provide a backup that provides instant you know, recovery and, and all the cool things that snapshots provide, but also allows me to take that backup and restore it instantly to Oracle you know, version 37 running on Azure 10 years from now. <laughs> I'm personally not not worried about going cross cross database i think that's a that's a another step up it's interesting that that doesn't concern you but cross infrastructure vendor does yeah well for example um i might have production sitting on prem or i might have it in a, a particular cloud and i might have to seed um my development environment three times a day and 
what am I going to seed it with if it's in a different platform? How am I going to seed it if it, I have to take it from production? Yeah, going from one database instance to another or one database type to a different database type is more of a migration versus like what Chris is saying, right? That's probably more of a common operation to do like prod to dev, et cetera. Yeah, so I'd like the ability just to say, you know, I, I want to take 50 copies of production and I want to move it across to another platform and I want to be able to make that available for other people to use because backups get used for more than just backups. As long as your on-prem infrastructure is running on AWS Outposts, <laughs> everything yeah, is fine. then I can do it. Yeah. Well, All right. Well, well hey, uh, uh, Chris, uh, you know, it's great having you on, even if it's, you know, at zero dark 30. Um, I, I always appreciate having you on and your insight is great. And um, so thanks. Yo, you're welcome. And, it, you know, anytime. I enjoy a good um, conversation, whether it's online or on Twitter. So I highly recommend everybody joins in the conversation. Thanks, Chris. It was great. <laughs> and once again, Prasanna, thanks for getting up. But you're used to this. Yeah, my calls normally start early anyway. <laughs> yeah, you're always talking to India a lot more than I do. So you're, you're often having these early morning calls. Well, anyway, thanks to the listeners. Thanks for your time. And make sure to subscribe so that you can restore it all. System isn't worth a spade. Finally, I needed your backup. You had a chance to fix it, instead, it's all jacked up. See how I'll write on Facebook about you. Don't underestimate the things that I will do. There was a file, but I deleted it. Too bad your backup system isn't worth a spade. Run, hoping that 
just for once it'll be completely done maybe 